재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape TBS EFM 101.3 on the air in Seoul and in Pyeongchang, Gangneung, and all of those Olympic areas out there. Generation Now has its own way of doing things. They're the young Koreans that are embracing new trends in everything from pop culture to spending and living their lives. And Leia Young brings me up to speed on what's new with them. Hi, Leia. Good morning. Can I ask you the question of the week? I've been asking everybody to text in What has leaped out at you the most? What stood out about the Olympic Games so far? Uh, I'll have to say the sculpture of the In Myeongjo. Yeah. The mythical animal with the man face and the bird body really stole the show. I mean, I don't think people thought it was pretty, but probably because the freakishly or disturbingly weird looking Mm. visual was the reason that made it so viral. It's kind of hard to shake off. It really is. Yeah. It's got this sort of Alice in Wonderland kind of thing about it. I'll be honest with you, prior to seeing that in the opening ceremonies, um, I didn't really know that there was such Me a too. thing as in Myeongjo. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I still, I think uh, we'll talk to the team after. At some point, we've got to do some kind of exploration yeah. about what some of these mythical characters were. Yeah, the producer from the ceremony said it, he was inspired by the Koguryo mural paintings. There were many fables around this image. But what I have researched so far, they say it was an imaginary creature that makes predictions of the upcoming events, good mm. and bad. Mm-hmm. And right after the opening ceremony, there were enormous amount of fan arts filled with parodies and humors about this character. So yeah. like the Im Menjo almost scaring off Su Horang and Bandabi, the official <laughs> uh, mascot of Pangjang that's rather cute. <laughs> yeah, well, those mascots were coming up in the weekend edition. We're going to do an exploration of those mm. guys. We're going to talk mm-hmm. to the designer and look into uh, the importance of tigers in Korea, too. Um, so we're going to start unpacking some of the symbols. But that in Myeongjo is, is really occupies an interesting place in the imagination, somewhere between a little bit scary and just intriguing. <laughs> yeah. um, there's no other way to put it. Okay, so I guess um, we'll we'll put Pyeongchang on the shelf for now, but you're going to bring me uh, some Generation Now kind of insights about Pyeongchang as we go through the games, right? Yeah, well, I'll hope there are more viral moments to talk about in the future, but for now, let's talk about Valentine's Day mm-hmm. because it's tomorrow, and Olympic does not stop the dating scene. And Might have, improve it. Yeah, well, we have talked about the dating Uh, theme occasionally, but there's always an updated version to it. And I'll talk about how people approach the dating ideas today, Mm -hmm. how people are actually starting to get into the dating scene and how they find what to do or where to go in more details. And the main theme today is about practicality. Practicality. And (laughs) I'm going to take a wild guess and imagine that maybe it involves smartphones in some way. Of course. And (laughs) just knowing what you're headed for. And Yeah, before we dive into details, do you know that there's a Korean way of of dating condition that... Dating condition? mm -hmm. Do you mean like the condition which you demand in order to date somebody? There's a seasonality in dating. (laughs) For everything, there is a season. Yeah, so when to date and when you'll have a higher chance on getting a date. So there's a fluctuation in the 소개팅, the blind date supplies. And that's seasonal. That would help. We're in winter. We're in deep winter. Is that good? Well, uh, I'll have to start explaining from fall. Fall. (laughs) Well, after the summer break, uh, before it gets too cold, people are emotionally ready to be in a relationship. And, Mm. you know, Christmas is such a huge couple's day in Korea. People have this term 
Christmas namchin or Christmas yochin. So it's important that you have a date on that specific date or not. Uh. So um, people, if you're fortunate to get a Christmas namchin or yochin, <laughs> for most cases, the relationship continues on at least till March. So the people who are currently in a couple status yeah. may have been so dated. So if you lock it in on Christmas, mm-hmm. you know you've got like uh, three more months or so. Yeah, because there are so many events to follow up on your honeymoon phase, like Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, the joy of beginning of the year, Seollal, the mm. lunar New Year's Day, the Valentine's Day, where in Korea, it's the girls giving chocolates to guys. Okay. And then White Day. Guys giving stuff to... The women. The women. Yeah, in March. So if you're single, you don't have to be depressed for so long because there's a high chance that the togeting supplies would rise again in March. I mean, even though Valentine's Day is theoretically women just give to guys, I would not recommend it that guys just sit back and do nothing. I think they should probably reciprocate. Mm -hmm. That's probably in their best interest. Yeah, I would say so too. And when in spring, new semester begins, new love begins, and uh, there's a word called So a new lover that you would want to take to a cherry blossom festival. And this is a different one than the Christmas? Yeah, so it's a new relationship starting. My God. (laughs) (laughs) Makes you want to move to the tropics or something like that. There are no seasons. Yeah, the average dating period is quite getting shorter. Yeah. So maybe that's why all these terminologies are popping up. Sorry, honey. You're just so Christmas and it's pokgut time, you know? Well, if you're fortunate, you could have like the Christmas namchin to carry be, through. Yeah, carry through the popcorn really? period. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, the conventional idea of being committed to a relationship is changing now. People, not that they want to be, but I think they're okay to take the idea that maybe there's no such thing as the one, and of course, people will try to make the relationship. last but if you try it enough and you are unfortunate it's more like you'll go find the next one than just stick to like crying over the one that you thought he or she was the one Mm. (laughs) okay wow you don't watch black mirror do you that show i just watched one episode there's one episode that kind of is talking about this going through relationships anyway i don't mean to get tangential but if uh, if you watch that show you should see one episode that really really gets into this sort of seasonal transitional relationship stuff mm. um so the average relationship length i guess you would say is a season or maybe half the year well i would say like three to six months is like average so yeah. one and a One year anniversary is a huge deal. Huge deal. And people celebrate like their 100th day of dating. Mm. So if you're on month five and you're the boyfriend, maybe you're starting to sweat a little bit. Well, it kind of means that you're in a serious relationship, even though it's just five months okay. old. Yeah. But you might be hitting that, that transition mark when, you know, the seasons change and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you should be like cautionary for summer because I think people rather choose to be single because they have vacations planned yeah. ahead and it's too hot to even think about being next to someone. That's right. So... It's hard to imagine that at this moment, but okay. So um, obviously, how do you all find each other for these somewhat cursory? You you came in and you did a whole thing on finding your match using technology and swiping left and right and all that stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, dating apps are still, of course, a huge part. And sometimes people just direct message on the social media apps. Mm. And people are more expressive on their needs and status and what they're looking for. And as I mentioned earlier, it's about practicality. It, it gives you the wide spectrum to date compared to getting introduced to people unless you have the time and courage to approach a total stranger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the most uh, famous dating app in Korea is when you register, uh, there's a rating system that 100 anonymous members rates your face from the scale from 1 to 5. And you, if you don't get a high score than average 3, you can't get your ID registered. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty brutal. I mean, some of my friends use it as a drinking party game just for fun. Like, mm. who gets the higher average rates? <laughs> yeah. And other than the face-off tournament style, while, where you swipe through all the profile pics, there are more variations to it where you can hear the voice recorded from the other party. Or you can search the spontaneous meetups based on your GPS. Mm-hmm. There's even an app that only allows members with Elliot University graduates. Uh, you got to show that diploma to get mm-hmm. onto the uh, registry. Yeah, I mean, I think people are perceiving this idea more positively compared to just a year ago. People were more sp- suspicious on people who would actually reach out to you since there were more, like, some cautionary accidents happen and you don't know what the other party's intention is. I mean, even for the digital native, these stuff are quite new. And the sample size... It's getting bigger. I mean, more people are participating more and more today, and therefore the h- chances get mm. higher to meet someone that you're actually looking for. So it's not an urban myth to meet, meet your ideal person upon an app. This is such a generational thing. I mean, if you were to go to maybe the generation older than mine, and surely my mother's and older than that generations, and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to display your picture to like all of humanity, <laughs> and they're going to rate you and give you like a composite score. I know, They'd it's faint. kind of brutal. Lose it. Yeah. Uh, and you guys, you young people are, uh, it's like, eh, whatever, I'll put my picture out there and everybody can see it. Um, you have a much different attitude towards privacy and displaying your information, don't you? Yeah, well, I think people are not afraid of their information being publicly displayed. It's easy to search anything before you can, you even meet someone. Mm-hmm. And if you have just a phone number, you can access into their social media pages where you can get almost all the information you need since most of them are linked to one's phone. And sometimes it's better to save information for the conversation in person, but sometimes it feels almost safe to have a chance to scroll down their social media page just to have a sense what you're getting into. You get so, a chance to filter them out, kind of. Yeah, so there's two sides. You can clear out the ambiguity, ambiguity faster. It saves you time, but maybe because of that, the relationship does not long last. Well, and it's you have this general sense that there are so many fish in the ocean, you know? Mm-hmm. I just can reach right back in the digital bucket and find some other man or woman or whatever. And... Um, I know it just creates this uh, sense of abundance that you can just kind of end this relationship anytime. And there's plenty more where that came from. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and huh. many couples um, benefit from the dating apps even when they're seriously dating. So they get hints uh, to find fun ideas more than just eat, drink and go to movies. Mm. Because some apps provide an entire dating course that 
on an activity base or a regional base. So they categorize like dating ideas, like places to go for pretty desserts or to date in a retro style or where mm. to go on nighttime or a healing date or best places to be affectionate. So if you need a healing date, maybe uh, it's time for a new season. I, I don't know. Yeah, what what so, is a healing date? For example, if you... Well, they suggested one-hour massage cafe experience oh, okay, with two coffee drinks on yeah. a promotional price, or a manhwabang experience with a warm meal suggestion. So, you know what would be a good app, Leah, is like where you could both click at the same time, and that would be like the start of the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And so you'd have this chronometer that says how long you've been together, and it would set an they alarm. They actually have the alarm app that they do. many people <laughs> use. I mean, the younger generation lives have been the, upon a platform, and It makes your dating life smarter too. I'm mean, couple couples share their wish lists for presents, their work schedules, their music clouds, their uh. photo album clouds, their anniversary countdowns, and even menstrual cycle on different apps. So right. they're more going to file that one under too much information. But yeah. uh, you know, some alarms maybe don't need to go off on your phone. Yeah. I think we're out of time, Leah. That's a great insight into some pre Valentine's Day generation now habits. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. And we're back with Michelle and Did You Know when Koreascape returns.